going on? It's Wednesday, and uh, we've got real a real golf tournament. I mean, it's kind of real. When they play at three courses, how real is it really? That's the question. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who was here to help you get better at DFS because if you don't know, this shit is tough. And you need to know this about me right up front. I'm not going to tell you who to play. That ain't my thing. I'm going to tell you how to play and how to get better. So if that interests you, hang around. If not, there's a couple other shows going on right now. They'll have all the picks in the world for you. Go check them out. But here, we're going to learn the game. We're going to focus on game theory. I'm going to try to help you get better. And hopefully, hopefully, we're going to have a little bit of fun. But no promise on that. If you don't know, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing a giveaway. Some people say I shouldn't do the giveaway so often, but let me tell you this. One, I'm not a fucking poor. So, there's that. And number two, people like to play lineups with me. If you don't know at the end, I'm going to pick five winners and they're going to build lineups with me. We're going to split the profits 50-50. That little bing you just heard, that's called the fuck counter because I have a problem saying the F-bomb and it makes my mom and some of my viewers unhappy. So I'm trying to break my habits by simply, uh, you know, keeping count of them and putting a dollar in the till every time I say it. At the end of the thing, I'm going to, anybody that asks a question in the chat, you get to play me one-on-one. If you beat me, I'll send you all the money that's in the fuck counter okay so that's the plan that's what we do so uh make sure to get your question in there and uh by the way teddy teddy should i pay that guy from last pay week that man his money no teddy we will not pay him because the guy didn't andrew my dude andrew didn't reach out to me last week so i played nobody so i'm counting it as another win we are now six and one i can't be beat i'll just keep saying fuck forever that's how i roll i'll just fuck 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 Okay, there we go. I'll probably forget some. Nick's my extra F counter. So hang around till the end. I'll be doing the drawing. We're not poors around here. We can afford to do it every week. So let's get going. We always get going. The very first question I got to ask you, new guy, what's the first thing we always do? What's the, wait, 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 what's the first thing we always do? We ask a simple question. Are you ready? Have you made your lineups yet? You have, haven't you? Yeah. New guy, you haven't made your lineups yet? I don't know you, but I like the cut of your jib. It's been a while since somebody told me no. I'm proud of you, big guy. You don't make your lineups until you watch this show. We got to cover all the relevant stuff. Like, you don't even, we haven't talked contest selection. We haven't talked weather. We haven't talked ownership. We haven't talked drama. We haven't talked gossip. So how could you possibly already have your lineups made? You don't have, you got plenty of time to make them, brother. Chill. All right, let's start. We always start because this is the first place you're bleeding money. It's contest selection. So that's where we're going to start. If you don't know, the contest this week are pretty good. I mean, seeing that we're still up against football, you know, they always, you know, PGA is kind of a bastard child of football. Let's face it. I've accepted it. You should accept it, right? And so because of that, we don't always get the best contest in January. But I'll give it up to my boys over at DK, okay? At DK, have it your way. And they've been having some nice contests. I mean, the big $20 this week is the best format you'll ever see it, right? Normally, I shit on this tournament, say don't play in it. Too much money goes to first. The payout structure's effed. You're basically playing in a lottery, and you're playing against all the pros who are maxing it, and they're just better than you and they got tons of leverage because they're playing better lineups but this is the one week i kind of like don't hate it because if you notice there's five hundred thousand up there going to or yeah five hundred thousand in the total price pool a hundred thousand to first so first place this week is only 20 percent which normally this contest is almost always 25 percent or 33 percent so the fact that it's all the way down to 20 is good because now that extra money gets passed down to those other you know top spots so if you have a really really good lineup and you get eighth place or something you're going to get a much better payday than you normally normally would. So I actually support the $20 more than normal. Now you'll see it still doesn't meet all my rules, right? It's still, it's only 40,000 a second. So that's what, uh, not half of 100,000 last time I checked. And 10th place is just $2,000, which is only 150th of what first is. But I will say this in defense of this tournament, normally it's like one 100th for 10th place. So 150th all of a sudden sounds pretty good. So would I tell you to play in this? I mean, here's the rule. If you're going to play enough lineups, go ahead. Okay. Like if you're going to max it, do it. But if you're maxing it, you probably don't need my advice on contest selection. If you really want to max a tournament, you want to know what it's like. Oh, look at that. The $5 already filled. 
Because look, they already got the secondary up. Once again, they underestimate how much people love PGA. What is wrong with you, DK? The $5 already filled. I, I don't think I grabbed any seats in it. Fuck. So, uh, that, that's a great tournament, right? Uh, here's the backup. As you can see, the backup has, what is that? 12% uh, to first, half of second, uh, uh, half of first is the second, and 10th uh, place is 120th. So, the backup, $5. Not too bad this week. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little stinky one. For some of you mid to higher level players, go check out this $55. $100,000 prize pool, only 20% to first, half of second to first, and then 10th place, or let's just say 9th place, is 120th, right? So, very not a bad tournament. Plus, there's only 2,000 people in it beating 2,000 people a wise man once told me is easier than meeting 25,000 that's I don't I think I'm pretty sure that's what he said <sighs> all kinds of good tournaments there's all kinds of good tournaments but as always I always encourage you to play within your bankroll if you like say you're playing 100 bucks this week if you're gonna lose 100 bucks and Sunday afternoon rolls around you're gonna be tilted off your balls because you lost your 100 bucks well then you're not playing the right amount play amount an amount you are comfortable losing right because when you're playing GPPs which is what these are if you're playing GPPs just expect that 75 to 80 percent of the time you're gonna lose your ass that's just the nature of GPPs you're lucky if you hit two good GPPs a year maybe three if you're playing quite a bit right so you got to keep that in perspective if you're going to be a GPP bro, like I tend to be, you're going to just have to accept that week over week over week, you're going to probably not win. You're just playing for that big spike week. If that's not for you, then go check out cash games or lower your limits and go play in some $5 and maybe drop your budget to 20 bucks. You know, Sunday rolls around, I lost 20 bucks, whatever. That's 20 bucks. That's like a dinner, right? And so that's something you could do. If you're losing so much money, it's getting you tilted, lower it down. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to play in single entries, three maxes, tournaments where you can max the number of entries. If you want to do 150 lineups this week on a budget, go check out the, the quarter, the quarter jukebox or whatever it's called, the 50 cent. Okay, Those are good tournaments to play in where you can max enter and not be in for like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Those are really good things. Okay. Uh, $33 single entries, the nuts, the $12 single entries, the nuts, the $5 single entries, the nuts. You can always go hop in Pat Mayo's contest. It was small this week because I think DK had the interns in uh, going on uh, uh, Monday. So they screwed up the size of his contest. But normally that's a tremendous contest to be in. Those are ones you want to play in. But I got to tell you, the one I've been campaigning for the longest is right here. The old 18 max $10. Go hop in this bad boy. You can see it's almost full. It'll probably fill within the next hour or two. I, I, I worked so hard to get this. And really, I wanted it for showdown. But if they're going to do it a week long, that's cool too. 18 max, $10, flat payout structure. This is where it's at. It's grown 10000 since last week. Help me fill it. I want this thing to just keep getting bigger and bigger because this is a great format. And when we get in contests, we're casting our vote to DraftKings selling, this is what we want. So play in tournaments that you support, not not those lotteries. If you hate those lotteries, well, then don't play in them because every time you go put a lineup in there, you're casting a vote to DraftKings saying, please keep putting this out there. But the best contest you should play in, go take your favorite contest and simply in the description of this video, go hop in mine. Completely free. No creeper email shit. None of that. Just hop in the tournament. And if you win, I am going to give you a free week on my Discord and you're going to make a lineup with me uh, in the big $20. And last time I checked, it's like 100000 to first. So I, I wouldn't mind PayPaling you 50000 bucks. Matter of fact, I actually PayPaled one of my uh, guys that I split a lineup with last week 200 bucks. That was pretty fun to do because we hit a really good lineup. Uh, and so if you want to do that, just simply go hop in my contest. Second place gets a free week on the Discord. It's fun. No strings attached. It's just building a community. I'm here to have fun and remind people that DFS should be fun and entertaining and shouldn't be a drama petty, stupid, whiny bitch shit. Okay? How did I say all those cuss words and not drop fuck? I feel all those cuss words should have been an extra F. So we're putting it on there. We're putting it on. Uh, okay. So that's it. That's contest selection. Did you know that there's three courses this week? So uh, you'd be amazed how many people are casuals and they don't know this. 
This time of year, if you don't know, the solstice or something like that, the sun, the earth is tilted. I don't know. I don't do science, but I know that the days are shorter, okay? And because the days are shorter, it's not very easy for them to get 156 golfers through one course. So no surprise at this time of year, they tend to go on multiple courses because that's the only way to practically get 156 people in in one day and consider it around. And so what they do to try to offset that is they put it on three courses and they make them play with pro-ams. And there's two big pro-ams coming up this month. This is certainly the shittier of the two, at least if you like the Ams, which, you know, if you're a Bill Murray guy, wait a couple more weeks, okay? And so because they're playing on three weeks, uh, three different uh, courses this week, it really adds a whole new level of, of strategy that we don't normally get. How does it affect week-long? Well, I really don't think it's going to have a ton of impact on week-long unless Windfinder, we'll see in a second, has this weird spike of wind coming up Friday. If that happens, we are going to talk about that strategy. But I think the real advantage is to attack this at Showdown. There's a lot of advantages to be had at Showdown because so many people are just going to be like, oh, I'll lock that guy. I'll play him and like not give any consideration consideration to they're on the course that's playing like a shot and a half harder right and if you don't understand like this is the same thing i did last week with the wind edge right like uh, on friday i was like i just want to have the guys that are playing friday morning those are going to be the best conditions and those guys roasted the course and it allowed me to have a bunch of really good lineups except the ones that tom kim and sung jay killed which was you know all of them but other than that it had some amazing five of sixes how many how many times have you heard somebody say that this week so we got to consider this, that there's three courses going on, and we have to consider how that might affect us. If you don't know, generally speaking, La Quinta tends to be the easiest with Nicholas Tournament right behind it, and then just above that is the stadium course, a.k.a. the PGA West course, okay? A Pete Dye course. If you don't know, Pete Dye people love Pete Dye, and so do the golfers, okay? So what's the first thing we always check? New guy. Let's see if you can go two for two. That's right. New, you've watched before, new guy. It is the weather. I, li I like the cut of your jib, brother. Brother. All right, so... Uh, we're looking at super forecast at Thermal Airport, okay, which is ironic because I'm pretty sure it's going to be cold this week. Uh, and as you can see, Thursday, it looks pretty mild. So I don't really think there's much to worry about with your guys going off, right? If you play the guys that start on the stadium course, like a bunch of your player pool has guys that start at the stadium course, after Thursday, you're going to be like, I hate fantasy golf. I'm dead last. Well, that's because all your guys played the hardest course, and now they're going to be playing the easier courses the next two days. So pump your brakes and chill, okay? There's no, you got to make me a promise. No tilting until Saturday afternoon because you got to let all the guys play all the courses to really let it get, you know, to let it play out and see how it's actually going to go. Now, I was talking about here on Friday, uh, you can see like Windfinder, which by the way, Windfinder has been a little suspect recently, a little suspect. So I don't know if I believe this, but if you have some insider uh, information that this wind is going to just magically pop up Friday afternoon, right? Four, like just nothing to like 14 to 18. That's pretty significant winds, right? Uh, gusting at 18 ain't nothing, brother. And so if you think that that's what's going to happen, you would trust Windfinder or you find some other source that, 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 that verifies this. Well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to be very aware that you do not want guys playing the stadium course in the worst possible conditions, right? So if you think that this win's going to happen, guys that start on the Nicholas tournament course, so NT, right? If you go and you look tomorrow and they say NT, that means day number two, which will be Friday, this day right here, they're going to be playing the stadium course. And you do not want the guys in the toughest conditions playing the hardest course. Because if you don't know, Pete Dye loves to put some water out there and loves to watch the ball go that was me, a ball going in the water. Not the best sound effect I've ever done. So if you, you got to watch this because I'm telling you, if you, this win really does pop up, I'm, those guys that play at the stadium course on Friday are going to be at a major disadvantage. So something to keep an eye on, some part of the strategy to consider. Sadly, because it's a three-day tournament, we still can't see out to Saturday, so we're just going to have to look at the zoomed out. Once again, you can see Saturday's perfect. We are going to check more than one site. We are adults, all right? We're adults. We're adults. Okay, cool. 
So here we go. This is La Quinta Riverside, not La Quinta Los Angeles. Didn't even know there was a difference. Uh, you can see the wind tomorrow, uh, nothing. It looks pretty mild all day, right? Uh, and then for what, what, I don't know what happens Thursday night. Something's going on around there. And then it, it looks like, you know, okay, well, now it's actually updating. Now it's saying a little bit of wind does pick up around 3 o'clock in the afternoon Friday. So that's something to consider. I will say by the time it gets to moderate, they're, they're going to be off the course, right? So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Saturday, same thing, lighter. So Friday does seem, we now have two sources who have now said that, that Friday might be the heavier day. But as a wise old uh, gremlin once told me, wait, what? What is it in Gremlins? Gizmo. A wise old gizmo once told me that you, you got to check the Weather Channel. And so let's go over here. We're going to go check hourly. Uh, I've heard they do weather over at the Weather Channel. That's what gizmo told me. Almost forgot my own line. As you can see, for tomorrow, Thursday, it is going to be beautiful. It peaks out at about 8 miles an hour, but most of them will be off the course by then. Friday, it looks like, uh, I mean, they only got to get up to eight and then seven. So, you know, Weather Channel seems to disagree. And Gizmo told me, I always listen to Weather Channel. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But here's something I want you to consider that I don't think many people will consider. How warm is it going to be? If you don't know, golf courses are not as easy to score on when they're balls cold. And those guys that go out really early on Thursday and Friday, especially if you're playing showdown, they're going to be playing when it's like 40, 45 degrees. And last time I checked, uh, the, let me check my thermometer. That's balls cold. Okay, So that's not going to be easy. I would try to get the guys that are going out as late as possible because this course will be so much more scorable when it's 60 degrees as opposed to 45 degrees. So factor that into your decisions. Okay, I'm not going to tell you how to play. Uh, speaking of which, I haven't made a single lineup, and i got to do showdown lineups. I've got to do week-long lineups. I've got to do lineups with all of the people that are going to win the contest tonight. I'm a busy, busy man, so what am I going to do? I'm going to use this right here. Ah, look at that. Ah, that is the solver. It is the best uh, optimizer I found out there. I'm partnering with them. Look right there. My projections. Ah, that's my name. And it comes already preloaded with my projections, with my ownership, everything you need to go in and make lineups and build your player pool and then use it to get the most optimized versions of your player pool. It is the most. <laughs> $25 is the most reasonable price I've ever seen for an optimizer in my life, especially for the quality of this one. All you got to simply do is use my landing page and then it will, uh, and it will You'll get signed up and you'll get my uh, info automatically loaded in for you every single slate that we do. Okay? Pretty awesome. All right. Uh, that's the solver. It's the solver. It's in the description. Go check it out, you mother fathers. All right. I can't tell you how much I hate hearing this. Man, the chalk always gets there. I, I, I feed the chalk. It always gets there. Okay. Does the chalk always get there? Because I pointed out six chalk donkeys last week on the show. I said, these are the chalk donkeys, right? And if you don't know... That's a chalk donkey, okay? A chalk donkey is somebody that's chalk is so high, you're a donkey dick if you play him. That's donkey chalk. And let's go look at who won the big $5 last week. This guy right here, Hixie 10. Don't know him, but hell of a lineup, Hixie, if you're out there, brother. And you can see this guy. You know how many of those dudes I had listed as donkey chalk? Not a single mother father one. Not a single one. So the chalk always wins, except it doesn't. So shut up with that nonsense, okay? And then, well, what about the hundred thousand? Or wait, two hundred thousand dollar contest? Okay, good question. Quit talking like that, but good question. Look at this right here. Uh, what, what is this? RCP six seventeen, two hundred grand. And you know how many guys he had that were donkey chalk in his lineup? One. The Hobbit himself, Brian Harmon. But look, Brian Harmon was by far the lowest scoring guy in his lineup. He didn't even need him. He could have had any one of probably ten different guys in that spot uh, around that price range, and he still would have shipped this thing. He just had the nuts lineup everywhere else. So all this nonsense about the chalk always gets there. I'll just play all the chalk. Okay, we'll do it, and then you'll see. You'll see. Like you don't win tournaments because if that chalk does hit, you're sharing it with forty. 5,000 other people, and now you got to beat 45,000 other people playing 2v2s. Good luck, brother. All right. 
Uh, let's check out the pivot tracker. If you don't know, we're objectively and honestly tracking chalk. Uh, and once again, even when the chalk sucks, it still gets there. Last week, we had the Hobbit, who backdoored 78 points and managed to beat Keegan Bradley, who missed the cut, and even beat Decky, even though Decky was like beating him the whole time. Brian Harmon backdoors and outscores both of them. So the top chalk did outperform the two big pivots I gave. Cam Davis was the second big donkey chalk, and he beat Taylor Montgomery by one stupid point after Montgomery was roasting him the whole time. But Adam Scott did beat him. So there you go. That was one and one there. And then finally was Robbie Shelton, the worst chalk I've ever seen. Uh, and he missed the cut. And Ryan Armour and David Lipsky, the two guys that I said to pivot off of him to, uh, both roasted him. So if you're curious how the chalk is going so far, well, those top-end chalk guys, I mean, I don't know how to say it. Oh, that's the wrong noise. Well, they are donkeys, but... They're fucking delivering. That's all you can say. The top price guys that I, we are tracking are beating their primary pivot 63% of the time and beating the, the wild pivot, the guy that's like a way lower ownership than them, 91% of the time through the 11 we've tracked so far. Now, as you can see, our mid-range and our lower donkey chalks, they're running you know a little under 50-50, right? Definitely not high enough to justify the huge ownership discount you're getting between these. We're going to keep tracking this for the whole year. We're going to look at it at the end, do a big breakdown, but I'm just trying to keep you posted, being honest and straight forward. If I find out that the donkey chalk is the way to play it, this motherfucker will play it because I don't give an F. I just want to win. I just, I'm just here to win. I don't, I don't have favorites, right? I'll, I'll, I'll play Rory McIlroy. That's how much I care about winning. I mean, well, I won't play him because I do care about winning and he's a loser. Okay. From there, if you don't know, we're tracking ownership. If you don't know, some of us are really, really sweaty tryhards that put a lot of time in ownership. If you want to know how people stack up in the industry doing ownership, well, you can see right there how many percentage of the time that they get their guesses within 1%, their, their projections within 1%, 2%, 3%. Uh, we also have an R squared. We've had to kick some people off the list because literally their projections were so bad they thought that we were talking shit. I'm like, bro, I'm just posting the numbers, right? Um, you know, like just make better projections. So there you go. That is the ownership. Season to date, we do it every week. Um, uh, that, that, that's just there to show you, you know, if you're going to go off ownership projections was probably are the single most important thing in PGA DFS, you better be getting it from somewhere that's good. That's all I would say about that. So let's get to why the people come. Why do the people come here? It's the ownership. It's what it's about. And like, if you're going to be the sweaty tryhard guy that does ownership, you better talk about ownership. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk ownership. And if you don't know, we got our top 10 and we got a couple honorable mentions, which should probably be a clue what they're going to be. Am I right? So, John Rahm is coming in at a cool 25.7%, okay? And you would say, oh, he's the highest dunk. Guy, he's got a big dunk at chalk. But let me just warn you that John Rahm, he's like break. I have a thing called the Rosetta Stone where I map out, how, you know, win equity, win percentage, um, top 20, all of those things. And John Rahm's like breaking my model, right? Like he's like off the charts good this week. So I honestly thought he would come in at like over 30%. But in my final projections, I have him at a mere 25%. So because of that, I can't believe this. I think because he's the highest owned player and he's only at 25%, he's not that much higher than everybody else around him. About 30% higher than some of the other guys over 10%. But I say to be donkey chalk, you have to be at least 50% higher. So I think John, John Rahm is going to be, yeah. Yeah, I don't love it, chalk. He's a little chalky, but he's not deal breaker chalky. You're not a donkey dick if you play John Rahm at 25% ownership because most of that is simply just because people are going to spend all their salary and he's the most expensive guy. So that accounts for most of the ownership. If you look at his recent form and everything considered, and you look at the people around him, he's not out of line on ownership versus what he offers, in my opinion. It's still a little, yeah, a little chalky. Okay, like you better be really committed to play that, but I won't call you a donkey dick if you do. All right, the next one, Cam Young coming in, the second highest owned player. First of all, this is what happened. Cam Young got mispriced. DK, once again, they had the fucking interns in. 
on uh, on Monday, and I swear to God, they're just like, yeah, just Cam Young, 9100, yeah, but less than Brian Harmon and Siwoo, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so you get you get Cam Young too expensive. And if there's one thing people love to do more than spend their money, it's chase a good value. And uh, Cam Young is just far too cheap for the 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 quality of player that he is. So because of that, I think there's no choice but to call him. He's Donkey Chuck. We ah. Donkey Chalk. A lot of Donkey Chalk. Can't play Donkey Chalk. Okay, unless you do. You can't play it unless you do. All right, this next one, Patrick Cantlay coming in at a cool 23%, which sucks because he was a guy I was like, oh, I hope he's like 15%. I'll be all on him and nobody will see him. But he's not. He's 23% coming in as the third highest owned guy. But once again, he's over 10000 So a lot of that just has to do with how he is priced, right? People are going to spend their salary. Is he out of line compared to the people around him? Well, he is higher than the people around him. But I wouldn't say he's like completely disgusting out of line. So I think you can see he's just going to be, eh, eh, Chuck, okay? Like you better love some Cantlay, right? Should you start your lineup Rom Cantlay? You can, but just just know that that's a very chalky start to a lineup playing two eh, chalk guys, okay? Will Zalatoris, this one shocked me. Coming in as the fourth highest owned guy at 19.2%. The optimizer loves him. Uh, and last time we saw him, he was, you know, doing his little sore hip thing, but he seems to be okay. I wouldn't worry too much about all that, but I was thinking Zalatoris, I was going to be sneaky and get him at 12%. You know, I thought there'd be a narrative. Oh, Will Zalatoris, he only plays good on hard causes and thus is a buddy for us. So no one will play him, but I, I was wrong. People are playing Will Zalatoris this week. And at 19.2% with the people directly around him, there's just no other way to say it. The man is donkey chalk. The man is donkey chalk. Okay, I cannot, I, but you can play him. You can always play donkey chalk. I'm just telling you to be committed. And when you put a donkey chalk guy in your lineup, think about what you need to do with the rest of your lineup to make it different so that you're not playing 2v2s and 3v3s versus thousands of people. That's it. All right. Donkey chalk doesn't mean you can never play him. Okay. Although last week that would have done you pretty damn good. Okay. Scotty Scheffler, 10,500, the fifth highest owned guy. Well, he's right there. You already have Rom ahead of him and you have Cantley ahead of him. So if you're going to classify our boy Scotty Scheffler as chalk, which I wouldn't even call him chalk. A lot of people are like, over 15% is chalk, but they're just because they're dumbasses and they don't understand what chalk means. Really, if you want to call him chalk, he would certainly be, okay. he'd be okay, chalk. Okay, like you're not going to catch any shit from me from playing Scotty Scheffler at 17% or 18%. I think that's a, matter of fact, I would almost consider that muy bueno. Moving on, we got Tom, we got old uh, old cheesesteak hoagie in the house, okay? I don't know, you know, the, everybody just fell in love with this guy. I guess because they found out he loves craps and he's a degenerate gambler. Now they're all about the, the Tom Hogles. All right, well, Tom Hogles coming in at 17.7%, uh, you know, noticeably higher than uh, almost every other guy around him except KH Lee. I hate to do it, Tom, but I got to tell you, man, you kind of look like one, and you're Donkey Chalk. You are Donkey Chalk. Father. All right. Hey, once again, you can play him. I'm just saying there's other alternatives that legit are one-fourth the ownership. Tony Finau, just like our boy Scheffler, he's only, he only has any ownership simply – Oh, he's not Donkey Chalk. That's Fat Fingers. Okay. He's just okay, Chalk. Okay? Sorry. A, you get the Topa Chico's in me. Let me – I get a little sloppy. Forgive me. All right. Taylor Montgomery, 14.7. He's a little high. Uh, he's like right on that edge of – yeah, eh, Chalk, or is he okay. is he okay, Chalk? I would, you know, honestly, I would probably just consider him okay, Chalk. He's not too out of line. He's right in line with most of the guys. KH Lee coming in at thirteen point six, not too bad. I'll tell you what, just doing the ownership, I was really impressed with just how spread out the ownership is this week. There's not a ton of bad Chalk pooling in many places, right? And then Tom Kim at 9,500, watch this. That guy's going to break your heart because he screwed your lineups last week. and be like, I'm not playing him this week. You can't putt. And then watch. Just watch. Just watch. So he's definitely okay, Chuck, okay. right? And then we got a couple honorable mentions. Will Gordon and Ben Taylor. You see one's 10.3, one's basically 9. That, that can't be chalked. That's not a very high number. Okay, well, it's a really high number compared to 
all the people around them, okay? And so when you have really high ownership compared to the people around you, really they're the only guys down in the low 7K range that seem to be gaining any steam on ownership. And so by definition, I hate to do this to you guys, but you Donkey Chalk! You are Donkey Chalk, and I will not play Donkey Chalk. Well, that's not true. I will play Donkey Chalk up top. I will not play Donkey Chalk down at the bottom. I, that's been my new rule recently. It's been working very well for me, okay? All right, let's get over to the model, because if you don't know, I've got a model, and my model says that these are the best plays, so I've got to play my model, because models are all that matter. Okay, <laughs> I don't agree with you, but you do you, boo. I think models have a place in PGA DFS. I just, you know, I'm not like, my model is the truth. Some things I looked at this week, because they're playing on three courses, and we don't have uh, stro strokes gain data from two of those three courses, we I went with more generalized statistics, right? Just generally, how have they been playing over their last 12 rounds? How has their approach been? How do they do on easy par fives? Generally, how are they at putting? Because if I have to hear one more person speculate about how the fucking turf is going to play this week or how the fucking greens are going to roll because the greens are fucking different this time of year, my head's going to explode. So I just went with general putting, okay? I'm sorry I don't jack off the grass. There's guys out there that do that. Go watch their show. Uh, I also looked at easy 72, short 72. Uh, I looked at the course history for all three of these courses, just their strokes gain data. I wanted to see who does well on die courses. Pete Dye is a architect who has a, um, you know, a style that some players really seem to like. So I want to know who does that. And I want to know those guys who roll it really well from five to 10 feet and 10 to 15 feet is I think there will be tons of birdie opportunities. And I can't watch Lucas Glover have another birdie look from six feet, four inches and three putt. I can't do it. So I wanted to measure these things. And so that is the model. And surprisingly, John Rom is not number one in the model. What is going on? John Rom's not number one in the model. Am I? Am I? Am I dreaming right now? John Rom is number two, but as you can see, he's literally like number two in like what five different statistics. I mean, he's kind of the nuts this week. Almost any way you want to slice it, okay? Uh, Tony Finau is actually number one in the model, just incredibly in the top 10 at almost every single statistic except the two putting ones. And believe it or not, he's actually above average at those two putting distance. So if you're a model guy, you should be like, ah, oh, Tony, okay, which is weird. You shouldn't do that. He's Mormon. So we got Patrick Cantlay, you know, Xander, the model doesn't love. And, you know, we're going to, we're just going to go through and talk about some guys. As I already told you earlier, John Rom's kind of breaking the model, like, not just breaking the model. He's breaking every metric that I use on my optimizer rate, my cut percentage rate, my top 20. The guy is just kind of the stones. I never had any inclination to use him this week, but now that I've done a little bit of research, I got to tell you, I'm kind of warming up to Jonathan Ramathan. Uh, from there, Tony Finau, as you can see, just being number one in the model, I, I, and believe it or not, his ownership, as we just saw a minute ago, isn't out of line. Matter of fact, I would consider his ownership surprisingly good, and I think that's just because like a little psychology of DFS players. They're not ready to accept that Tony Finau is a $10,000 golfer, right? When you see Scheffler, Rom, Cantlay, Xander, you think of those guys as like guys who've been that upper tier for two or three years minimum now, right? You don't think that about uh, uh, Tony Finau. Well, I do, but not a lot, of, a lot of people don't, and so I think that's part of what's keeping his ownership down. I think that he's ready to take that step. I think he is a top 10 player in the world, so I don't give a shit. I'll play. I'll play old Tony Fee now. All right, Sung Jay screwed everybody last week, so now he'll screw everybody this week by going eight bananas and winning this tournament. Will Zalatoris, the model doesn't love him, but everybody in DFS does, so I guess you got to play him. Uh, let's see. Tom Kim, once again, just like Sung Jay. Him or Sung Jay is going to screw everybody last week, and then they're going to screw you this week by doing good. You heard it here first. Not a soul alive is going to play Sam Burns this week. He's by far the most talented player that will be under 10%. If you're a straight leverage guy, you go get on Sam Burns and you start humping his leg. 
As we already talked about, Cam Young is an amazing play. Cam Young was a guy I really wanted to play this week. I, uh, I, I He makes all the sense in the world. But then when I saw 25% ownership because they mispriced him and they put him at 9,100 as opposed to 9,700 where he should be, he's almost unplayable now, right? And it's not because I don't think he's a good play. It's just simply like he's literally two times the ownership, three times the ownership of guys directly around him. And it just becomes a, a straight, simple question. Is he two or three times better or more likely to outproduce those guys? In my opinion, the answer is certainly no. So because of that, you know, I, I feel like DraftKings, I hate when they do this, but they've almost forced me into a corner on how to play Cam Young. Because at this point, I'd basically have to be all in on him. Uh, and, you know, I haven't eaten my lucky charms. From there, if you don't know, Adam Hadwin has like, like you see Adam Hadwin, you're like, why is Adam Hadwin 8,200 in this field? Shouldn't he be like, 7,200? Yes. Yes, he should. But if you go look at his course history here, it is sick. Like, I think he legit has the most uh, rounds of three strokes gained. I saw it. Uh, can't, I know uh, Ron, maybe somebody over on Twitter put it out. And he was like number one on all three courses at number of rounds where he's gained at least three strokes better than the field. So Adam Hadwin is a guy that cannot light up one course, not light up two courses. He can light up all three motherfathers. So Adam Hadwin, if you're just a course history guy, I mean, he is it. He is the bee's knees. And yes, he's overpriced. So you're probably going to get him at a nice ownership discount because of that. Jason Day was a guy I laughed at when I saw that he was the highest owned in this in this area. But then I ran my optimizer and found out that Jason Day is actually not owned enough versus how much he's showing up in the optimals. Blow my mind. Is Jason Day back? What do we do? Jason Day is back? Jason Day is back? Really? Jason Day is back. I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know what? He's healthy. He's a little chubbier. Maybe he's found out how to swing being a little chubbier. He's got that beard. He looks just like JJ Spawn. Uh, I guess I, guess I got to be warm to him. I guess I got to be warm to him. I can't believe I, I this lets me know that we are living in the matrix. Patrick Rogers is number six in my model. Patrick Rogers was one of the first guys I thought of this week before I ran any model or saw any price tags. And then I go do ownership and see Patrick Rogers is low owned. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm the sneaky guy, Patrick Rogers. That's how you know we're living in the matrix. When I'm the sneaky guy playing Patrick Rogers, what is, what is going on? Am I, am I having deja vu? What is that? That's some weird shit. Uh, anyways, uh, Bez, no one's going to play him. Not a fucking soul. Okay. And because of that, uh, you want to get a guy at 2% that can go, that can go ham. He can, I, I do like Bez at tougher courses. I'll give you that, but he's a professional golfer and he can get hot and he can roll the stick or roll the flat stick. And if you don't know, when you roll the flat stick, things can go very well for you. Uh, moving on from there. Uh, let's see, who were some other guys I had starred? Uh, oh, you want a guy that'll make it'll either win you a GPP or have you playing showdown round three because all your week-long lineups are dead? Let me tell you about Callum Tarum. The model loves him, and uh, you'll love him for like three holes, and then you'll see, oh, he just made four straight bogeys. Awesome. But if you want to you be Icarus, you want to fly too close to the sun, Callum Tarrant's your guy. Uh, Nick Taylor's a guy that really seems to be rounding into form. I was disappointed to see that he was a little higher owned. Hopefully some of that Ben Taylor chalk will keep people off of him. But Nick Taylor is a guy that like seems to be heading in the right direction, and you're going to need some salary relief. I was all over my boys. Uh, if you want some good sleepers, Yoon and you were uh, some guys that were really good to me last week, both in week long and in showdown. And then here's a really nasty sleeper for you. How about old Aaron Baddeley? What are we doing, Aaron? I, like, they're showing stories of him at the Sony Open. By the way, it looks the same age as he did 20 years ago. Weird. But uh, Aaron Baddeley really seems to be playing well. And if you're really going to buy that this is a putter's uh, narrative this week, then I don't see how you don't play Aaron Baddeley. I don't, like, the dude can roll the rock. Okay. And then one more, uh, I've I seen this guy catching some steam, and I'm not going to let my show go by and not mention him. Old Caleb Sarat. Okay, it sounds like a bad guy in a movie, right? Who did it? Caleb Surratt. So, 
him. He is a young up-and-coming. He's that new amateur that everybody wants to have a little taste of. He's the flavor of the week. If you like to play those guys, if you were a guy that was trying to be ahead of the curve on Akshay Batia and guys like that, well, he's your new flavor of the week. Go check him out. I don't really see any reason you need to dip down to 6,000 this week. And if you are, I really encourage you to do it in a big filled GPP. Trying to play him in like a you know $100 single entry with like 500 entrants in it, I just think that's a fool's errand. I wouldn't be doing that. So we've talked, we've talked a little bit of model. We've talked a little bit of sleeper. We've talked the, some good pivots, right? Scheffler, Finau are really good pivots. Harmon is a really good pivot. Siwoo is the ultimate pivot. Uh, I love, you want to know some pivots that everybody's going to forget, uh, forget about? How about Cam Davis, Andrew Putnam, and Sahith Tagala? All of them are in this range stacked between uh, Cam Young and... Uh, and and Tom Hoagie. And those are two very chalky guys. And so naturally, those guys are going to pay the consequence because of that by getting less ownership. But as you can see, the model loves them. I personally just love Tagala. I am a Sahith Tagala slut. So there's some real leverage there, right? If you don't want to play Jason Daychalk, just go play Justin Rose. If you want to play the old man's going to make a comeback narrative, go play Justin Rose at one-fourth the ownership of Jason Day. That would be what I would tell you to do. All right, that gets to it. Where Who is the one guy I'm definitely not playing this week? Well, I'm sorry. I hate to do this. Um, you know, DraftKings has left me no choice, but the one guy I'm definitely not playing this week, they're leaving me no option. His name is Cam Young. He's donkey chalk, and I will not eat it. Okay, I'm going to hope that little leprechaun gets sent to space, just like what happened in number four, okay? He'll probably win the damn tournament, and all my lineups will be dead, but this is the world I live in, Okay. Which then begs, who is the one guy I'm definitely going to play this week? Well, let me tell you a quick little story. For so long, I would always get this guy wrong because I would always try to guess, is this this week? Is this not as week? And I finally realized the answer to the riddle, and this is with the one rule I always follow with this guy, and it's this. If the course is a difficult course where scoring is going to be difficult, I fade the shit out of him. If it's going to be an easy course, I play him every single time, and he never lets me down. And so I'm going to roll with that narrative. And so the one guy I'm going to play is... The ugly shorts man himself. It is Patrick Cantlay. We're going with Patrick. There you go. Look at him. Just looking ridiculous out there in Napa. Patrick Cantlay, the one guy I'm definitely playing this week. He ain't talking me off of him. I don't care if he's 50% owned. I'll play 100%. I don't give a fuck. All right. There you go. Let's get to the drawing. Before we do, don't forget to go like and subscribe. I see 155 people in here. Only 58 likes. What are we doing, brother? Give me them likes. Show me you enjoy it. You know YouTube ain't going to spread it around. Hey, ma. We got, hey, look at that, Ma. We got a, we got our own website. We're a big, we're a big kid, and the website's blowing up. Way, people like to go to a website way more than they like to go to a slapdick Patreon. So if you don't know, I have my own website. Let me tell you a few things about it real quick before we get to the drawing. First of all, Twitter and a lot of PGA DFS can be a super toxic place. Do you ever just want to be at a place that's not toxic and it's fun and it's supportive and it's optimistic and like they remember what DFS is about? That's what I have. I can't control Twitter, but I can sure as shit control my Discord. We have that. Second of all, do you want like do you ever hear people uh, these are my top four picks this week or here's your top five must plays? If you want that, this ain't the site for you. But if you want to learn how to make your own picks and make your own process and learn it for yourself, then this is the place for you. But most importantly, if you want the best tool out there, if you get tired of going to websites and they say, Hey, dude, here's a bunch of random numbers, figure it out, dipshit, and you're like, What do I do? Well, let me tell you about this bad boy right here called the Rosetta Stone. I take all of these useful tools that people just don't talk enough about, like made cut percentage, optimal rate, win equity, all of these numbers that really can help you in constructing your lineups instead of just simply giving you like, oh, here's approach on Bermuda the last 10 holes. Okay. Like, yes, that is useful stuff. But like, if that's all you get, that's not enough. And so you need to know all these things. You need to know how are our guys fairly priced. You need to know, do they have a good wave edge? What their ownership is, what the recent form is, what their model rank is. Cause not all of you have time to be a sweaty asshole like me and go research this shit all week. So what I do is I put it all in one form for all of the people over on my website. And it is called the Rosetta Stone. And it is right there. I do it for week long, round three, and 
round four. It, I, I swear by it. I live by it. it, it everybody loves it. It is uh, it's the best thing out there. It's a way for you to spend an hour a week making good DFS lineups that give you a chance to win instead of spending 20 hours not knowing what the hell you're doing, searching random stats you don't get. Check it out. Don't forget to go give me a holler on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Give me a holler. I'll never blow you up. I'm not one of those guys like, I'm a content provider, bro. I'm like too busy to like reply to DMs. I'll always reply to you, man. I don't take myself too serious. I'm not like those other ass clowns. So always reach out to me. If you have a question, I'll never blow you off. I'll give you a thoughtful and timely response. Let's get to it. Here we go. Five winners. Five winners. You're making a lineup with me. We're going to win $50,000. I can fill it. We almost won one last week. Chad Cook, me and you, mother father. Send me a DM. Reach out to me. Number two. We got Chad Cook. We're going to cook. Wait, didn't Chad Cook win last week? I said we're going to cook up a winner, didn't I? NASCAR junkie. Let's go. And PGA. All right. I love it. All right. Number three. Number three. This is number three. All you got to do, just send me a message. We'll make it tonight. Tonight, we'll make it tonight. Big body. I know that guy. He has Harry Higgs as his image. All right. Number four. Number four. We got three of them already. Here's number four. Number four is Justin Neely. You're in there. You're in there. Last one. Make it count. Make it count. And Mason, I guess is how you say it. Lastly, let's do the uh, winner to see who gets to play me for the fuck counter. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just round it up to 20 so I can have a couple free fucks here at the end. Let's hit enter. Uh, oh, wait. He told me to go do it on this website. Hold on. I got to do it over here. Uh, no, not reset eligibility. Roll it. Here we go. He just said roll it. Who wins? Who wins? Brandon McNeil, you win. There you go. Brandon, shoot me a DM tonight, or if you're on the Discord, just reach me over there, okay? That will be the plan. We will play. Heads up for 20 bucks, me and you. Send me an invite uh, on DK. We'll just a 1v1 head-to-head. -head, no dollars. Just trust me. I'm good to pay it. I, I send a lot of money via PayPal every week. So with that, I think we're done. Let's get to some questions. We'll just do questions until the end. Uh, let's see. Let me get this back up. I'm, I'm struggling over here. Nope, not that one. This one. There it is. Let me get this one back up. Yep. All right, here we go. All right, get into questions. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Let's get what, what do we want in the background here? Let's get let's get my badass website. Just Tiger Roar. All right, here we go. Mr. Pantrini, uh, is there a cumulative percentage that is a good number for your top three salary players? Top highest on salary guys equal 51% of three guys over 8,300. I mean, look, Mr. Pantrini, you can do whatever you want with those top three guys. If you're already at 51%, that means you're averaging 17% over your first three guys, which isn't high, but it's not exactly low either. So what I would do is I always tell you, I'd really focus more on the product ownership, right? You can go play those three guys averaging 17% and be fine. Just make sure that the next three guys in your lineups are probably all guys, you know, maybe one guy below 8% and another two guys below 5%. And now, even though you've played three relatively chalky guys, those three guys down there will make your lineup so much different than everybody else's. And you'll know that because of their low ownership. And then that multiplies. That's how we get product ownership, right? So I wouldn't worry so much about the first three guys in your lineup, uh, that being too high. I'd really worry about what I do with the last three spots. Good evening, Hannah. Nick, uh, is this the greatest day of the week? What's up, big guy? I love Wednesdays, Nick. Every Wednesday I do this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be disciplined. I'm not going to do too many week-long lineups, and I'm really going to focus on showdown. And then tonight, I'll just be like, well, we'll just do one more satellite. Oh, we'll just do, we'll just throw 10 more in here. And before you know it, we're in way too much money. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You don't get the name Degenerate75 without being a little degenerate and a lot of 75. All right, what's up, you motherfuckers? What's up, Delbs? Sean, I don't care about anyone that says it's the Bob Hope Classic. Sean, I think you're probably like one of like maybe 20 people in this chat right now that even get what an old guy reference that is, bro. Uh, let's see here. Uh, why do I get this up? I need this up. I need you up. And I need to go back over here. And I need to go here. I'm sorry. All right. Moving on. Uh, it's playing all Korean lineup viable? Absolutely. If you start Kim and M and get B 
being on hand in there. Um, uh, that's a good start to a lineup. I, I love the all bounce back South Korean lineup, especially after they screwed us all last week. Dave, what's up, Dave? Uh, what, what would you say is the one piece of PGA content you never miss? Man, Dave, <laughs> what a great question. I Okay, so first of all, the answer is very simple. It's Mayo and Feinberg uh, talking on Mondays. It's it's a sports, it's, it's, it's a betting show, right? They're not talking much DFS on there, but uh, I love it. And I still vividly remember seven years ago before I knew dick about golf. It was this tournament in particular. I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Pat said on there, uh, talking about David Lingmurth. I'm like, ooh, because I didn't know any golfers. I'm like, I'm going to go play this David Lingmurth guy. And I played him and I still vividly remember like Jason Duffner being on the rocks on like 17 and he saves par and then ends up beating Lingmurth in the in the in the playoff and I was so upset because I would have won $200 with my GPP lineup and I only ended up winning 100 and I, at that time when I first started playing that was like crushing to my soul so uh those guys I will forever be in debt to for getting me excited about golf and getting me excited to watch the fucking Amex op- or wait the American the American uh, Express open classic whatever it's called and to this day now look at my life so uh, without question that is the one show i will never miss i'll be on my deathbed rocking out to that show on a monday xander sounded okay during the uh, media sessions fire him up yeah travis i'm not too worried about him i'm not too worried uh, i really especially if you're playing more than if i were playing 50 lineups xander would almost certainly be in my player pool simply just because of the leverage i'll talk to you about uh this over on the discord but i have a little strategy for xander this week uh, Michael, yes, sir. Let's go, Steven. Delbert, my favorite question to ask, uh, who do you think is getting steam prior to lock uh, this AM? It seems like the guys that are catching steam, weirdly enough, I, I would say Rom Zalatoris. Rom and Zalatoris would be my, oh, and Cam Young. I think all three of those, if they come out 5% higher than what I have projected in my ownership, none of it would have surprised me, right? They just seem like those guys that are going to catch the late steam. I, I haven't got to watch anybody else's show tonight. To be honest, I'll be too busy to watch anybody else's show, so I don't know what they're pushing. What's up, Joanne? Uh, let's go, big guy. Your last, uh, your last show was fun. Hey, thanks, thanks, sister. Let's go. Uh, how do I get in this drawing? Yeah, so that big drawing right there, you just simply... Oh, that's a great question, da- uh, uh, Damien. I'm going to change it. No more liking and retweeting over on Twitter. We're going to do the drawing every week, but I'm going to start doing the drawing based on people that are here for the video. You got to be in the chat when I do the draw. If you're not, you're not in it. There you go. It's that simple. I want to start giving it to people that are here. There's many other shows you could be watching right now, and you're here watching me. Those are the kind of people I want to split lineups with, okay? Not some guy who just you know re- remembered to retweet my shit two days later, okay? So from now on, you got to be on the stream that's how we're going to start doing it so damien next week uh, i will do five drawings and it'll be just for people that are in the chat so be here in the chat uh seven o'clock lord's time zone all right let's go no i'm rum i'm rum burgundy all right which uh six punk guys you like the most mike stop being silly i ain't giving you no six punk guys but i will give you two because i like the cut of your jib uh how you want a true punt sadoshi kadaira three top fives over on the japanese tour okay andy was going to play last week but i I think he might have lost his father, which sucks. And you want another punt? David Lingmurth, the bounce back. He played terrible last week. He could never do good this week. Or he could. Moving on. Uh, how do you feel about Munoz? Man, Brent, when I was looking earlier, I was like, holy shit, Munoz is in this tournament? What is going on? And then I remembered, uh, yeah, he's been playing terrible. So uh, if you're just playing straight talent and you don't care about recent form, I think Munoz is a great play. I think he's a great play. I just worry about his form. I kind of want to see it for a week. If he shows me anything this week, I will be playing him next week. Faux shizzle, my nizzle. Um, 6K punk guy. Uh, I already gave you one. Uh, uh, I already gave you one. I'm going I'm to I'm stick with Aaron uh, Baddeley. Aaron Baddeley. Uh, uh, 
what do you think about the wave advantage? On, how should we think about the wave advantage on these three courses? Well, if you're talking showdown, I think that you're definitely going to want to be focused on the La Quinta course. Then probably right behind that is the Nicholas Tournament course. And then I think you're going to want to stay away from the stadium course. Guys can shoot low on there, but we're just playing the, the, the odds and the probability. And the odds and probability are they're going to score way better over on La Quinta and at uh, Nicholas Tournament. The one I, I don't want to give away everything, but that's, that's a good start. Tom Kim, Sam Burns to start. Jeff, that is the sickest start I've ever heard. I love it. I will say this. Do you really need to get that different? I feel like starting with either one of those already has your lineup so much different. I really don't know if you need to start with both. Uh, but I do kind of dig it. And it really frees up what you can do with the rest of your lineup. You could probably jump in there and grab two 8K guys to go with them and still have a decent amount of money left over for the rest of that lineup. Cantley got new clubs. Can we play him? Oh, yeah. Can't play Cantley. Got new clubs. I mean, that, I, I just, you know me, Nick. I'm not a big believer in that, but I see what you're doing. I, I appreciate the cut of your jib. Hoagie is donkey chalk. Oh, I agree with that, Mr. Greg. I do agree with that. Win equity should be in what range? Yeah, so for a total lineup and a full field, you're going to usually struggle to get above 13% win equity, right? It's just really hard. Um, so anything over 11% is good, but I think a 13% and a full field is always a good goal to try to reach, Damien. Fade Rom. Ballsy. A lot of fading. Nick, the editor gets to eat this week because of Nick. He's going to be so happy. He, he ate just like two weeks ago too, so he's gonna be, this is going to be very special. Any consideration to, uh, to stacking courses? Thoughts on being tougher weather might... Uh, so I, I have a pretty strong belief in this. I, like, if we see, Billy, that that weather is going to hit, I, I truly believe you do not want to play guys that go off on Nicholas Tournament tomorrow. Okay, because that means they're going to be playing the stadium course in what might be a gusty afternoon, and there's a lot of wind over there. So if I see that that wind is starting to show on two of my three sites, I will probably fade the guys that start on the Nicholas Tournament course uh, because I, do, I want them on the easier courses on Friday. And the, and the guys that will be on the easy courses on Friday will be guys that start at the stadium course Thursday and guys that start at La Quinta Thursday. Uh, all right. How does, uh, how does the Pro-Am affect players and are certain golfers? Hey, I'll tell you, Kenny, that's part of the reason I like Patrick Cantlay. I think slow, boring players that are already slower than molasses, they love it. They live for it. You know, Patrick Cantlay says, you know a perfect round of golf? I get it done in just a hair over six and a half hours. And so he's going to love it. He's going to love it. Um, I think that some guys that want to play quick, I don't really have great names off the top of my head, uh, but I could see somebody like John Rom getting real aggravated with it real quick. Okay, I don't know if he likes to play fast or slow, but I could just see him. He, he seems like a guy that gets easily irritable. Okay, uh, I'm amazed Rom is playing. I don't know what that's about. Why are we, why are we amazed he's playing? This is, this, is a, this is almost a major. Thoughts on FanDuel being a bunch of slappies and pulling shenanigans. I don't like that shit, Mike. I, it, it's kind of concerning, right? It, it kind of reminds me of back when the, all the poker sites collapsed. They started doing some really shady shit there at the end, and they kept saying, oh, it's not that. It was just a little problem. Blah, 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 blah. And it was big problems. Uh, and it was, a little, it was a lot of something. Uh, thoughts on Duffnering this week? Well, uh, he's played well here before. I just, you know, that's a guy I always just kind of see uh, Brant, and then I play him, and then I'm always like, why do I do this to myself? So I just, I've just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm repenting from Duffner in 2023. That doesn't mean you can't play him. What's up, Andrew? All right, thinking uh, M uh, for my one and done lineup. I like, I, yeah, and to me, a good strategy in one and done is always go play uh, very good golfers who are going to be lower owned. That would probably be Tom Kim, Sung JM, Xander Shoffley. That'd probably be like my top three for one and done, but I don't play one and done, so it's easy for me to waste your money. Travis, let's go. Cam Davis, love. Um, Yes, yes, I do. I, 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 I don't want to talk about it, Travis, but I'm just going to tell you this. Yes. Uh, Nick making it rain. That's what he does. Nick's rich. That's what happens when he hits every bet he makes. Uh, I can't fade FanDuel. I had a great week at NBA, so I'll have to play a lot of FanDuel and DK. Hey, uh, FanDuel has a really good contest. I like that little $9 contest with uh, 15000 at first. Nice little contest. I might go throw some in it tonight. We'll have to see, we'll have to see which way the wind's blowing, brother. We'll have to see a Qatar, won't we? 
Which, by the way, what the fuck is up with DraftKings uh, getting rid of their stuff over in England? I have a bunch of followers over in England. They're not happy about it, and I'm not happy about it. Bloody wankers. Uh, DraftKings, not my followers. Okay. Uh, never played on FanDuel, but trying it for the first time this week. Any strategic decision? Yeah. Travis, go look at who. Go look at my uh, ownership, and whoever is highly owned there, just go add legit 50% to it. Not 50 total percent, 50% more. So, like, a 20% guy will now be 30. A 30% guy will now be 45%. So, like, whoever is chalky over on DraftKings is going to be runaway chalky over on FanDuel because everybody makes their DraftKings lineup, then goes over to FanDuel, realizes pricing is baby shit soft over there, and they can play all those guys. And so they just just play them all. That's what they do. So, you know, like Cam Young, uh, John Rom, guys like that are going to be super chalk over there. If you're cool fading them, go over to FanDuel and fade them, and you are going to have tremendous leverage. That's the best part about playing at FanDuel is nobody does ownership over there, so it's so easy to just get incredible leverage if you're a high-leverage player like I am. I would stay away from FanDuel with all their shady activities. I'm going to play, Travis, but if I hit something big, I will be withdrawing all my funds very quickly. I I will not keep it in the account. Uh, I love Dietrich and Denny this week. Christian, I don't hate that, brother. I, I, I think Dietrich, I thought he was going to be a sneaky, popular option this week. Not at all. And then Denny, I'm kind of buying the whole putter narrative this week, if you can't tell by my model. And because of that, I mean, who rolls the rock better than Denny McCarthy? Uh, any man named Travis is a smart man. Couldn't have said it better. Could be Travis. Joanne, showdown. Should be nuts this week. What do you think? Oh, I'm about to join right after this. I'm going to go make a round one showdown just for the Discord. So be looking for that, sister. Uh, the greater community was happy playing Todd, Riley, Neesmith, Merritt, etc. in the 9K accelerant last season. Thoughts on stacking the streaky forgotten about bunch as a narrative? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys make sense. Um, I don't mind. Matter of fact, all those guys you named, three of them I really like. Um, here would be what I would say. I don't think you want to be playing three low 7K guys in a lineup together. That's just a lot of punty type guys in your lineup. I would probably, uh, Jerry, limit that to probably two would be my goal. Preference, of course, uh, to target. Yeah, definitely La Quinta. Then, yeah, you got it, Brandon. That's exactly right. That's the exact order, brother. Uh, answered right on time. There we go. Oh, thank God. We have a super forecast. Yeah, well, we got it for two days, Nick. Uh, let's see. For showdown, rounds one through three, do you like playing all the golfers at La Quinta? Cody, I think I'll talk about this over on the Discord, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be leading La Quinta and maybe with a little bit of love for uh, uh, the, the Nicholas tournament. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'll talk about it over on the Discord. For single entry, do you need win equity uh, of a golfer at 10K or can you go more balanced? So that's a good question, man. If you go, if, you know, like if you, I, I don't, I don't want to show you this week's stone, but if you do, like you'll notice that like you'd be amazed how much win equity just those top five guys have. Actually, the top four guys in salary, right? And when you fade all top four of those guys, you're literally giving up something like 25% of all the win equity just in four guys. And so like you, you're already eating, you're already taking on a lot of, 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 of a lot. You're, you're making your lineup not very likely to have the winner in it simply just by fading those top four guys. So that would be the one thing I would warn you about, Chris. Uh, congrats. The donkey set off my dog again. Well, your dog needed a donkey in his life for the dog. Uh, is Rom, uh, is 100% Rom. Okay. I mean, if there's one guy I'd go hundred percent on, it'd be him. I, I like, what is his floor? His floor seems like T19. Uh, Cody studs and duds going to be a standard build this week. Uh, no, I, no, it won't. Most people are going to grab one 10 K guy. Then they're going to grab Cam Young. Then they're going to grab Tom Hobie. It's going to go 10, nine, eight, two sevens and a six will probably be, or maybe 10, nine, eight or 10, nine, two eights, a seven and a six, something like that. But almost everybody will start to line up with a 10 and then a nine, almost assuredly. Starting with two 10K guys, I think will be pretty rare. If you start Cantlay, Rom, you'll be, you know, even as chalky as the start as that is, it's probably the most chalky start you could have up top. Right, let's do a better one. If you start Scheffler, Fiena, no one's going to start like that. Uh, there you go, 100% Rom. 
I'm going balanced this week. I'm still fading Rom. All right. I had lots of five sixes that looked good until the weekend, but they mostly all faded. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys right now, uh, getting your lineups to do well four days in a row is, is, a, is a Herculean task. Okay, so don't just know that that happens to most people. Okay, I saw some big names in the industry last week having winning the $25,000, and then they finish like 56th, okay? Had the nuts for three days. It's hard to keep it up all four days. Nothing you can really do about it besides just trust the process and know that if you're up there enough, eventually it will pay off. Xander going to play or drop out? I feel pretty good he'll play the whole tournament. It's Rogers season. What are we doing, Brant? What are we doing, brother? Burns going to go off. I feel like him, Kim, or M. <laughs> Didn't mean to be a poet. I feel like one of them's going to do it. Uh, Team Taryn, I get it. Aaron Badley is 74 years old. Yes, but he looks 32, and that's all that matters. Badley won me money last week. Well, that ain't Badley at all. Uh, how about Fowler? I don't like Fowler this week, but, uh, you know, look, if I'm going to go play guy that's washed up, I think I'd rather play Day or Rose in that same range. That's where I'm at, uh, pro, uh, pro Reactor. But that, that doesn't mean you can't. I'm just not a Dricky guy. I fade him all the time, and it works out well for me. Justin uh, Rose makes the cut a solid bet. I don't hate it. I, I would want to probably get plus money on that, though, or at least even money. Sprinkles and Fowler, I like it. Smash the like. She gets it. All right. Thanks, your mother father. Hey, thank you. Hey, I got all those likes. Keep liking. Let's, let's get up to 100 likes before we get out of here, you mother fathers. Smash the like, as, uh, as, as, as the haters would say. Uh, like this video and the site. Degenerate75 is a true genius. Thanks, Ryan. I like the cut of your jib. You, you say nice things about me. I am susceptible to flattery. Uh, man, these questions, they just keep going. All right, here we go. I'm going to start flying through these. Brandon, don't forget to reach out to me, dude. Question, uh, can we cram more top-end talent with guaranteed three rounds? I actually like that strategy, Ryan. I think it makes sense. You're going to get three rounds. It makes a $6,000 punt a lot more, uh, makes, makes them a lot uh, 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 more. Oh, I see Cooper and Hannah and Zach trying to sneak in with the question marks. Uh, is using Finau in one and done a waste uh, at this stage of the season? I don't think so. I actually think he'd be a tremendous one-and-done play. I say, I think at one-and-done, once again, I don't play Zach, but if I did, I would be playing very good players who are going to be lower-owned. That's going to be Finau, Scheffler, Xander, Tom Kim, Sung Jae, guys like that, guys who have winning upside that you're going to be able to get at a discounted rate. Um, good luck to you too, Hannah. Let's get it. Hey, Vitaly, what's up, my brother? Uh, does the solver sub degen also allow uh, you to use NFL solver if you have a sub to those projections? Yes. You, if you're already, yeah, it'll get you both. It'll get you both. Yes, sir. And I will be doing football projections when that time rolls around, you mother father. But that'll be next season because we just we're just doing golf for right now, getting uh, getting acquainted, getting to know each other, rubbing each other's shoulders, so to speak. What is the most money you've ever won in a DK golf tourney? Uh, fifty four thousand, I think. Fifty four thousand. I've 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 hit a lot around that range. A lot of fifties, forties. 35s, 30s, 25s. I've, I've hit like every $5,000 denomination. Nothing bigger. 54 was the biggest, though. Um, although, I will say, I was at the Fantasy Golf World Championship, and I was sitting, I think, eighth heading into the last day, and that was going to be like 100000 and I had a five of six. But then Jordan Spieth decided, hey, why don't I go shoot 158 today and kill your lineup? I said, hey, Jordan, I respect that. And he did. So I ended up finishing 16th, which only paid 30000 25000 It was a lot. It was a good amount, but not. it wasn't the biggest I ever hit by far. Uh, Ryan McQueen, yes, I'm watching. There you go, Greg. Uh, I wish DK included us, uh, included the celebrity amateurs. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> give me all, give me all the Bill Murray. Uh, thoughts on Poston? I feel like he's really forgotten about Austin. Um, uh, which is funny because I'm going to Austin and I've heard it rains a lot. So Austin rains. I feel like that's a fucking sign. All right. Uh, good luck, everyone. Good luck to you too, Brett. Uh, what is your preferred course rotation? 
Get on the Discord and listen to me later, Trace, you mother father. I was on his uh, uh, his Twitter show last night if you guys want to check it out. Dude is fired up tonight, and you'll be doing over 200 lineups later, I bet on it. You probably ain't wrong, bro. Alex, uh, I know that uh, you hate relying on putting, but three winners have had... Hey, I'm actually on team putting this week, Alex. I'm, normally, I'm not a team putter, but uh, some of the guys I'm playing, like Taylor Montgomery, I'm very warm to just because the dude can roll the mother father rock. I mean, like, he can roll it. Showboat King just got here. Why you late, you mother father? Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch the entire show after dinner. Fire up the banjos. The banjos are back! Okay, the, the banjos got voted back very strongly over Bubba Sparks. I liked Bubba Sparks, but you know what? I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. I will do what the people say. Uh, I'm playing uh, playing light this week and loading up on round three and round four showdown. Bill, I would actually load up on round one and round two showdown, too. I think there's an edge to be had there, brother. Check it out on the Discord. I'm going to go make a video right after this. Who are your favorite 7K players from this week? Uh, probably one, like a 7K guy that I definitely am going to be playing. Uh, let's see. I like Steven Yeager quite a bit. I, I'm not opposed to some Yeager bombs. Callum Tarrant, because I just love to watch the world burn. Some men just want to watch the world burn, Mr. Wayne. Okay, that's me. That's why I play Callum Tarrant. Uh, you forget to tell everyone that Pinterest is the god among men. Well, Drathosaurus Rex, I have to keep some things between you and me. Uh, man of the people, Nuggets, how dare you? Sponsor He sponsors giveaways, but he's late. That's all right. I still love you, big guy. Uh, we will see a 59 this week. Uh, with these cor with these uh, courses and these conditions, I, th I wish it were a little bit warmer, Michael. That's the only thing that kind of concerns me. It seems like the highs are going to be 65. I'd rather it be more like 75. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, but it wouldn't surprise me. I liked it twice. There you go, Nuggets. You get it. Go drop a like, you mother father. All right, good luck, fam. All right, Rashad, uh, got a, pass, a nasty pump for you. you know, hey, Andrew Novak makes a lot of sense, dude. He closed hard, and I love uh, uh, Rashad. I love guys that on a, a, a Sunday close really strong because I'm really into, like, strokes gain psychology, and, like, he probably is feeling himself this week, and he's probably going to be rolling into the Amex with a little bit of swag going on. So I don't hate that at all, man. I don't hate it at all, Rashad. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about people with fantasy golf podcasts that don't play very much volume, Travis? You, don't, you don't, I don't, I, I that is a that is, that you're just trying to get me in trouble. I have strong opinions on that, but I keep them to myself. Uh, I'm not here to stir shit. I'm trying to make this community uh, uh, less drama and more uh, cohesive, and that's why I try not to start shit with anybody and try to keep it positive and fun for all my followers. Um, you know, everybody has their own thing. I think that, you know, if people want to make content, they make their content, and people can determine uh, if, if that's the best content for them. That's what I'd leave it at, Travis. That's what I'd leave it at, brother. Andrew Landry, someone I could play? Uh, absolutely. If you like losing money. <laughs> I could think of about 10 guys down there I'd rather play than him. But, hey, you know what? Just Jules the sweet Altman, yeah. Uh, okay, give me all the Patrick Rogers. Good night. All right, Nick. Me and you are playing Patrick Rogers. What could possibly go wrong? Good night, everybody. I think that's it. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope to see you back uh, Thursday and Friday. For, no, 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 no. Check that. Friday and Saturday for round three and round four showdown. Hey, spread the word. Tell everybody. You know YouTube ain't going to help me grow, so help me grow uh, by organically, by telling some friends. I appreciate y'all, you guys. Uh, got a ton of more work to do tonight. I hope you enjoy this outro, you motherfathers. Mm -hmm.